Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. Each week we talk about heart rate variability and how it can be used to improve your overall health and wellness. Please consider the information in this podcast for your informational use and not medical advice. Please see your medical provider to apply any of the strategies outlined in this episode. Heart Rate Variability Podcast is a production of Optimal LLC and Optimal HRV. Check us out at OptimalHRV.com. Please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. I am Matt Bennett here just to do a quick introduction in our series on the heartbeat of business. Uh, I hope you enjoyed last week's conversation with Ina and Dave. I know I sure did. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, We are uh, sort of at the front end of looking at the book of the heartbeat of business. Uh, You can go to OptimalHRV.com. Just scroll down a little bit. You'll be able to uh, download a free PDF of the book. And we are playing um, parts of the audio book uh, through this series. So basically, we're giving away free ebooks, free audiobooks, uh, really to start 2023 off as the year of recovery and resiliency uh, is our theme. And uh, hopefully using some of the material we have out there to really support that. So I love chapter two of the book. Uh, it's one of my favorite chapters. I can't wait for next week to talk to to Dave and Ina about this, because it's been a while since we've uh, we wrote chapter two. And in this chapter, we really look at how to interpret HRV, how to use HRV, both from the individual perspective and as the team and organizational perspective as well. And and how, you know, population norms fit in there. Just some really cool, I think, revolutionary stuff. Uh, I think really when we we subtitle it, the competitive advantage with businesses that can really start to look and quantify team health, individual health, organizational health, division health. It it just is a game changer. Just think about that. You can know, how is my team doing today? How are we doing this week? How has this new initiative helped improve the overall health and wellness of our staff? And this is where I really think uh, HRV goes from an interesting thing and something that's had a huge impact on me as an individual to being a really powerful group and team tool. So um, again, uh, you can go to OptimalHRV.com, download the ebook, follow along with us. Uh, we will be back with Dave and Ina uh, next week to process chapter two. Uh, you know, and in love, if you got anything, my email address is matt at OptimalHRV.com. Feel free to reach out to me. Uh, probably if you've listened to one of these podcasts, you know, I love talking about heart rate variability. Uh, And I'd love to meet you as well. So thank you. Enjoy chapter two of the heartbeat of business. Chapter two, understanding health and wellness with HRV. Pearson's law, that which is measured improves. That which is measured and reported improves exponentially. Until HRV, it was challenging for leaders to gather real-time data on people's cognitive, medical, mental, and social health. In this chapter, we explore what HRV scores tell a leader about individuals and the collective workforce. While an HRV score is a specific number, putting that number in context provides businesses with crucial data on the cognitive capacity and wellness of their workforce. States and Traits Measuring states and traits that support performance and productivity at work is the most practical and powerful use for HRV. 
Traits are long-term trends or patterns of psychological, physical, relational, and cognitive functioning. They describe a person's personality, their overall physical health, including chronic conditions, how they function at work, and ways in which they problem-solve and think about the world. Traits are a mix of strengths, talents, and weaknesses. States include moods, physical sensations, cognitive focus, energy levels, morale, and motivation. Traits transcend the environment. Traits answer, who is this person? States change as situations, stress, and challenges fluctuate throughout the day as the body and mind work to maintain homeostasis. States answer, how is this person doing right now? Initially, states allow a person to survive or thrive in certain situations. When specific behaviors or ways of thinking help manage short-term distress, maintain homeostasis, or overcome challenges, the person will use that state again when confronted with similar situations. Eventually, when repeated over and over, a state becomes a trait. While healthy states promote traits of wellness, distressed states might lead to unhealthy traits such as addiction, anxiety, disease, and social problems. The science of how states evolve into traits is fascinating. Genes, brains, and nervous systems change throughout life to meet the ever-changing dynamics of careers, relationships, and other environmental demands. Epigenetics is the science of how DNA expresses itself differently to support the traits needed to survive or thrive in life and work. Neuroplasticity describes the flexible or plastic nature of brains and nervous systems that support the evolution and development of traits over time. The critical thing to remember is that developing new traits requires time, practice, and patience. People's psychology, biology, and genetics take time to evolve and support new behaviors and ways of being at work and in the world. Creating healthy habits at work requires changes in DNA, brains, and nervous systems. The exciting news is that HRV is one of the best ways to measure improvements in states and traits of health and wellness. Let's take a moment to think about states and traits in the business environment. We encourage you to grab a pen and paper as it is worth writing down your answers to the following questions for later reference. You can also find these questions in Appendix 1 in the handout. Answer the following with a particular focus on the positions you supervise. What traits does a person need to thrive in a specific job? What traits does someone need to succeed under the leadership of the team or business? What traits does a person need to thrive in the culture of a team and business? Are the traits someone needs to thrive in their job and culture traits that you would associate with a well-adjusted and healthy individual? How do you assess these traits when hiring or promoting someone into a new position? How do you support people in the development of these traits over time? What states do the jobs you supervise require for success? How do you support people in reaching and maintaining these states? What states do you expect people to reach without your support? Are the states that someone needs to thrive in their job the same states you would associate with a well-adjusted and healthy individual? Using HRV to measure improvements in states and traits will continue as a theme of this audiobook. Leaders should strive to create environments and strategies that elicit states and build traits in people that promote business success. 
HRV will help quantify a leader's success. Using HRV and individual wellness. A single HRV reading results in a simple number or HRV score. In isolation, the score does not provide much information. However, as someone takes more readings, a story begins to emerge. This story reveals compelling information about their past and present and helps chart a future path to improved health and job performance. In HRV scores, one learns a great deal about a person's autonomic nervous system condition. As they track and change over time, HRV provides people with feedback on improvement or declines in overall cognitive, medical, mental, and social health and wellness. We will use Matt's readings from the Optimal HRV app as an example throughout this chapter. This audiobook is not about Optimal HRV specifically. However, we need some specifics from the app to help understand the data we are interpreting. When we developed the Optimal HRV app, we wanted to present the most reliable data possible. RMSSD, the root mean square of the successive differences, is the most common and best researched measure of HRV. In Appendix 2, there is a list of other HRV algorithms for comparison. When someone says the term HRV without providing a specific algorithm, there is a good chance they mean RMSSD. To show the complexity behind calculating HRV, we include the RMSSD equation in the handout. Did we mention that HRV is a rabbit hole of complexity? To put this a little more simply, RMSSD tells us how each time interval between heartbeats is different from preceding and subsequent time intervals. The critical thing to remember is that the increased variation between heartbeats results in higher RMSSD scores. Since time intervals between heartbeats are measured in milliseconds, the differences between them, that is, RMSSD, are also measured in milliseconds, or MS. The next sections will use actual HRV data from Matt's morning readings, which you can find in Figure 4 in the handout. For optimal HRV, we encourage people to take a reading first thing every morning and use this as the primary way to track wellness over time. Consistent morning readings work best, as only a limited number of variables will impact the score. HRV, along with sleep, hormone secretion, and other key bodily functions, operates on a circadian rhythm. Therefore, it is best to take readings at about the same time each day in order to be able to compare one reading to another. Sleep quality is one of the most critical predictors of performance and dramatically affects HRV. By limiting variables, morning readings help measure how well the mind and body recovered from the previous day's stressors and the amount of physical and cognitive energy and emotional regulation they possess for the day ahead. Population norms for individuals Because HRV data has been collected over several decades, most measures, including RMSSD, have population averages or norms for groups based on demographic information. Population norms provide information on how one person's HRV scores compare to a larger group with similar demographics. While population norms have their usefulness, they also have their limitations. One study found that genetic influences accounted for 47 to 64% of a person's HRV score. 
Therefore, due to genetic factors, two people of the same age and gender might have different HRV scores, even though they have similar levels of health. The individual's original scores do not matter nearly as much as whether scores improve or decline over time. These trends result from behavioral changes or life changes and less from genetic factors. Population norms for RMSSD and the bell curve are in the handout. To read Figure 5 on population norms, identify the age and gender of the target person. Currently, gender data for HRV is only binary and does not account for gender identities beyond male and female. The RMSSD is the average score for those demographics. The standard deviation shows the positive and negative range of RMSSD, where 68.2% of the population falls. For example, the average score for a female aged 50 is 26.3 MS. In this demographic, 68.2% of people have averages that range from 12.7 to 39.9 MS. In other words, scores within the 12.7 to 39.9 MS range are typical for females aged 50. Someone might fall above or below these ranges due to genetic, behavioral, physical health, or psychological reasons. Population norms provide insight, but few answers. Now let's compare Matt's scores and averages to the population norms. At the time of this writing, he is 47. The average RMSSD score for someone his age and gender is 23.0 MS, ranging from 13.9 to 33.9 MS. First off, Matt's most recent score was 49.41 MS, well above the average and even substantially above one standard deviation, 33.9 MS, for his demographic. It is safe to say he is off to an excellent start to his day. While less impressive, Matt's last week's score, an average of the last week, is 35.93 MS, just above one standard deviation of 33.9. Matt's last month's score, an average of the previous 30 days, is 37.78 MS, and his all-time average, in this case, an average of about 100 readings, is 36.79 MS, which is also just above the one standard deviation mark. So what? The graph shows the typical bell curve used to chart standard deviations. The Greek symbol, lowercase sigma, represents standard deviations. Matt's last week, last month, and all-time averages fall between one and two standard deviations of the norm in a positive direction. In other words, Matt's averages are higher than at least 84.1% of those in his demographic group. During the three months of readings reflected here, Matt had and then recovered from COVID-19. Knowing that, even with illness, he outperformed his demographics. This feedback shows that Matt's focus on health and wellness produces tangible results, even when under the physical stress of the virus and all the other distress in the world in the spring of 2020. While he can only speculate about how his strong HRV helped him through COVID, Matt remains curious about his recovery process as time passes and he gets more data. In the end, population norms give us some data to ponder and direct us to ask questions about an individual's scores. What are scores above or below the population norms? 
what medical or psychological conditions might account for scores significantly below the population norms? And should someone consider seeking advice from a healthcare professional to ensure that more significant issues do not exist? While we caution people from putting too much stock into comparing an individual's HRV with population norms, the norms are helpful when comparing teams and the entire business to these norms. Organizations might ask questions such as, how do the average scores for our people compare to population norms? What accounts for these differences? We will discuss using population norms to access and monitor team and business health later. Single readings for individuals. What does a single HRV reading tell about someone? Honestly, it does not reveal much in isolation. For example, Matt's 49.41 MS reading looks excellent. If all we knew about him was that score, we could assume that he is one of the fittest and healthiest people in the world compared to others in his age and gender demographics. However, when Matt struggled with COVID-19, his lowest score was 9.1 MS. If we just saw that score in isolation, we might call Matt an ambulance. When we start looking at a 49.41 MS score against longer-term averages, the assumption goes from Matt being one of the healthiest 47-year-olds on the planet to a reasonably fit person having a great day. So many factors go into an HRV score that no one should get too excited or depressed over one reading. As they build the longer averages, these daily scores will have a greater context for interpretation. Most HRV apps, including Optimal HRV, allow for comparing recent readings. Comparing a latest to the previous score measures the effects of recent activities, such as exercise, a tough meeting, a work shift, sleep, or meditation. Remember the working definition of HRV from Chapter 1? HRV measures the person's ability to handle or recover from stress. When the latest score is lower than the previous, it measures the current allostatic load. The drop in the latest score since the previous score indicates how much the allostatic load decreases physical stamina, mental health, and cognitive ability. A higher latest score versus the previous score shows recovery and increased energy since the last reading. When improvement happens, it demonstrates recovery from the allostatic load and a readiness to take on more challenging or energy-intensive activities. Simply put, when the latest score is higher than the previous score, the person is effectively managing stress and possesses considerably more energy to take on the challenges they face. When the latest score is lower than the previous score, they have less energy and cognitive capacity for those challenges. Longer averages will provide additional context for these scores. For example, let's say Matt's latest score is 10 MS higher than his previous score, but 5 MS lower than his last month's average. We know that Matt's body and mind are doing a good job of recovering from the short-term stress that lowered his previous score. However, he is still not fully recovered, and his performance or energy level might lag behind what it is on a typical day. Tags are another feature most HRV apps have to allow people to track the context of their readings. 
Tags let users track how specific activities, such as exercise, work, sleep, mindfulness, drinking, etc., impact HRV, and then sort HRV scores over time by related activities. After taking several scores tagged with a particular activity, someone can quickly search for a specific tag and see scores associated with that activity. Tags include the activity and the second label of pre or post. The pre and post functions isolate the impact of an activity and its effects on HRV. Tags help build motivation to continue by quantifying the short-term gains in physical and psychological health. Tags also help show the adverse effects of other behaviors, such as work stress, an argument with a partner, drinking, or drug use. As with changes that improve health, sometimes it is hard to identify how specific actions negatively affect wellness. Seeing how specific behaviors can crash HRV scores will provide short-term feedback on health that could help build insight and motivation to change. Moreover, tags allow the person to identify their emotional states during the reading. Tagging emotional states enables people to track how mental and emotional health impacts HRV. Over time, people start to recognize the connection between their emotions and biology and how certain activities impact both. As an indicator of mental health, tagging emotional states provides a great deal of insight, especially when struggling with an intense work project, new responsibilities, or events in one's personal life. One final issue with individual daily HRV readings occurs when people stop taking them. While it might seem counterintuitive, not getting HRV data is still an essential piece of information. Leaders should approach the change in behavior with curiosity. Did the person have a great trend and then suddenly miss three or four days of readings? Perhaps their child is ill. Maybe their family is in town or they just forgot to charge their HRV reader. If their HRV decreased gradually over the last few weeks, a few days of no readings might indicate the onset of burnout or illness or a growing social issue at home or with their work team. When typical behaviors begin to change, it alerts leaders that there is a need for intervention. A person experiencing increased depression might not take a reading because they lack motivation or energy. Others might stop as a small rebellion against their leader or team. Regardless of the reason, if someone stops taking readings, it is a signal that the leader needs to reach out to the person to understand the reasons behind their behavior. Longer Baseline Averages for Individuals Longer baselines unlock the real benefits of HRV. These averages provide a unique context to interpret an individual's scores. They also demonstrate the positive effects of workplace wellness initiatives, work habits, or healthy lifestyle changes. Let's look at some ways to use longer baseline averages. A seven-day average, the last week score, is enough time to begin seeing small positive effects of decreasing drinking, changing one's eating habits, taking a new medication, or trying a new wellness practice. It is important to note again that some actions that will improve long-term HRV, such as a new exercise program or engaging in emotionally intense mental health therapy, can decrease daily scores and weekly averages before realizing their future positive benefits and eventually improving HRV. 
The key is to stay curious about what the last week's scores might indicate. The last month score, or 30-day average, is enough to establish a medium-term baseline for traits associated with cognitive, medical, mental, and social health and wellness. This average incorporates the ups and downs of daily and weekly variations, providing a number representing traits of overall health. For those working to improve productivity, health, and wellness, a steady increase in last-month averages helps demonstrate progress toward these goals. The all-time average provides a long-term baseline of trade improvement, especially when taking consistent readings over several months. With Optimal HRV, we provide short-term feedback with the latest, previous, and last week's scores. Last month provides medium-term feedback and all time provides a long-term baseline for comparison. Let's dive a little deeper into the insight that score comparisons provide. Each latest HRV reading, when compared to a 30-day or greater baseline, allows a measure of how the nervous system is handling or recovering from stress and answers the question, how is this person doing right now? Similarly, comparing the last week average to the longer baseline helps answer the question, how is this person doing this week? The goal for reading comparison is twofold. First, people want to implement strategies to help their short-term HRV readings, the latest or last week average, outperform their longer baseline averages. This result demonstrates that their minds and bodies are healthy enough to take on more significant challenges with greater resiliency. Second, the person wants to improve their last month and all-time averages gradually. Depending on the behavior, it takes roughly two months to form a habit or begin to turn a new mental or behavioral state into a trait. As daily readings gradually improve, the 30-day average starts to outperform all-time averages, demonstrating measurable improvement in psychological and biological functioning. Decades of research prove HRV's effectiveness in measuring cognitive, medical, mental, and social health and wellness. Yet HRV remained on the sideline due to the need for expensive and bulky equipment. As research in neuroscience, epigenetics, and health expanded exponentially, HRV played a supporting role in supplementing research conducted in well-funded laboratory studies. HRV is emerging from a supporting role to a starring role. While it remains expensive to take a brain scan or measure epigenetic expression, reliable HRV data is available for just a few dollars a month. Leadership and Team Health Comparing the team's HRV average to population norms provides a reliable measure of team health. For teams, a focus on 30-day averages helps the leader answer, what is the health of the team? If the team's 30-day average is below population norms, it is a strong indicator that work distress threatens to bring down their collective performance. The leader's goal is to work with the team to increase HRV to match or outperform the population norm. If the team's 30-day average meets or exceeds the population norms, the leader's goal is to maintain this level of wellness or find ways to make minor improvements. HRV also provides daily feedback to the leader. 
Whereas individual daily HRV scores do not give the leader much actionable data in most situations, daily team averages, especially for larger teams, inform leaders about the health and wellness of their teams. A significant drop in the team's daily average signals the leader to check in with the team members. The first goal is to search for the cause of the decline. After identifying the issue, the leader can provide support and address any problems. If followed by a recovery in HRV, this action will prevent short-term struggles from escalating and negatively impacting the emotional health and motivation of the team. Once a team or business establishes a 30-day average, HRV provides data on efforts to improve health and performance. Some efforts might dramatically improve the health of specific teams but result in adverse outcomes for others. HRV allows leaders to customize business efforts to the unique needs of particular teams. HRV data enables the leader to reinforce changes that improve HRV and discontinue actions that reduce group averages. Monitoring Workforce HRV HRV provides a language for business-wide conversations on wellness and performance. When everyone begins to take an HRV reading every morning, most businesses see improvements as attention on wellness increases. Implementing an HRV tracking and training program provides a focus and language that brings cognitive, medical, mental, and social health to the forefront of everyone's mind. We can adapt Pearson's Law. When we measure health and wellness, they improve. When we share our HRV scores with someone we trust, health and wellness improve exponentially. When people establish their first seven-day average, a comparison with population norms provides a context for this initial score. The leader and staff member should approach this initial average with curiosity. While the first week of readings provides a reasonably accurate baseline, a couple of really good or bad scores might skew the data in a way that will correct itself once they have enough data to establish a 30-day average. The first week of HRV at a business will create excitement and nervousness. Leaders should try to meet with each person individually during this week to discuss what their initial baseline is telling them and what they are learning about themselves. For each person, establishing a 30-day average and comparing data to population norms helps answer, how is this person handling the distress of their personal and professional life? Each person and their leader can then compare 7-day averages with 30-day or longer averages to answer, how is this person doing this week? A person within a standard deviation of the relevant population norms is probably doing well managing their allostatic load both at work and personally. Their goal is to keep their seven-day average within a consistent range with their longer averages and population norms while finding ways to improve gradually over time. For healthy people, HRV provides a gauge as to whether distress is impacting them negatively, as demonstrated by drops in their seven-day averages over multiple weeks. For those with lower HRV scores, leaders should stay curious and supportive. Remember, genetic factors alone might account for higher or lower scores. Leaders and their people do not want to overreact to scores when establishing initial baselines. Regardless of the starting point, the question always remains, how do we help improve health and wellness?
The above approaches work well when implementing HRV for people currently working in the business. What about a new hire? New hires should receive training on HRV as part of their orientation. Their leader or human resources department needs to ensure that they feel comfortable with the technology and assist them in taking an accurate reading. Ideally, a new person would begin to take readings as soon as possible after getting hired. Establishing a seven-day average before starting work helps the business assess its onboarding process and provide emotional and social support for new people. These initial readings will inform their discussions with their leader as they develop their wellness plan.